The FT. Mexico is ending 75 years of state control over its oil sector. FT correspondent in Mexico City Jude Weber spoke to Emilia Lozoya, the turnaround champion charged with transforming hulking oil monopoly Pemex into a nimble 21st-century competitor. The following is an edited version of the interview, which took place in Mexico City last week. The legal status of Pemex, which will allow the company to migrate from a SOE or a state-owned company into a state productive enterprise, will take place when the new board members assume the roles. When is it going to happen? Sometime in October. So it's imminent. In the moment that the new board, the first board meeting, takes place. We will launch and present to them our initiative to restructure Pemex. We will migrate from four divisions, which is exploration and production, gas and petrochemical, basic petrochemicals, petrochemicals and refining, to two divisions, upstream and downstream. What is the purpose of this? To have a more efficient, agile structure that allows us also to take advantage of economies of scale and of scope. Second, we will have a more solid corporate culture, and not four corporate cultures operating in what some people could interpret as silos. So this integration also will allow us to have integrated uh, processes for the whole organization. Uh, we are in the process of implementing software and processes throughout the future two divisions. We will have centralized procurement service. We used to have a hundred buying offices in Pemex. This change took already place since January. It has allowed us to save, in, in throughout the course of the year, approximately, depending on how you measure, between four and six hundred million dollars, just in centralizing procurement. And we will have <laughs> centralized legal services, finance. Right. I mean, like any international corporation right. of our size. So how much will that save? Because obviously the big thing is mm-hmm. making Pemex be able to compete on a level playing field with the big oil majors, but they're runners, companies, for-profit companies, mm-hmm. for their investors. They're not supporting the state with mm-hmm. their taxes. So how much money do you think the whole reorganization will save? Hard to predict, but what I can, what I can tell you is, depending how you measure it, that's, that's what I want mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. say. Let's say if you take as a measure a couple of months of savings in terms of advancing production. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the quicker we deliver projects, the quicker we extract barrels, you could be talking about billions of dollars worth of efficiencies by becoming more agile in the way we shorten the time to plan, develop, and extract uh, hydrocarbons. Obviously, every well and every reservoir is different, but if you save... 10 or 20 uh, or 30 percent uh, of time in drilling and completing a, a well in, let's say, shallow waters in the Gulf of Mexico, which is our most typical mm-hmm. reservoir, you're saving hundreds of, hundreds of millions of dollars or advancing revenue worth hundreds of millions of mm-hmm. dollars, uh, sometimes billions of dollars per year. So, but it's not only the reorganization that will uh, help us to achieve the savings. It is the legal changes that allow us to procure differently, more quickly. All of our contracts will be mercantile law and will stop being public law. It's a big change for us as well, 
in, in terms of risks. But at the end of the day, uh, this brings us closer uh, or as close as possible to a private uh, enterprise. That's one of the big questions that people aren't quite sure how that's going to work out. I mean, how is Pemex going to transform from this big sort of bureaucracy to a nimble international company? Well, one, one key area of our transformation I mentioned was the, the internal restructuring. The second key area is our culture, our cultural change. We have embarked since two months in uh, the most important cultural and management change campaign. For the first time, we will be able to, to pay industry salaries to our staff and, uh, and pay according to productivity. So implementing this will also go along our cultural change, you know, making sure that you know, if you produce more, <laughs> you get paid more and, and, and same uh, going downside. Uh, we will invest as, as, as management uh, important time to implement and communicate well this cultural change that is, uh, is, it is critical. And the third pillar of our internal transformation is our new strategy in terms of every business line. Pemex will no longer be obliged to participate in businesses where we lose money uh, as a result of energy security and so on and so forth. So we will clearly be able to shift our investments into the more productive areas. Basically, we will have strict capital allocation discipline. This could not be implemented in the past because we were the only company in town and we had to carry out uh, some activities like refining, even though they produce losses. For sure, uh, we are looking at uh, partnerships there. But in any case, we will have now the, the possibility to fund our, our um, investments differently. Therefore, with or without partners, we will make sure that uh, we upgrade our three refineries in the next three years, those that have not been upgraded, so that when they're ready, uh, we stop losing money. And, um, you know, those are the three big pillars. Someone said to me once that it's easier easier to set up a refinery in the U.S. than it is here. Would that be a, a sensible thing to do, to do more refining in the U.S.? Well, all options are open for us now, <laughs> and this is basically uh, a, a huge and dramatic change for Pemex. We're able, for the first time in our history, to disassociate our investments, the, the, let's say the in investment cycles from the political cycles. Mm. We can invest for the long term to have a diversified base of revenue, both in upstream and downstream. Uh, but we are committed to making sure that we turn around the numbers of our refining uh, units that are loss-making today. But as you know, we have other areas like our upstream, which is uh, on an EBITDA basis, uh, one of the most profitable uh, upstream businesses worldwide. Obviously, we can achieve some efficiencies and we'll grow it, but we will prioritize our upstream investments uh, in the future without mm -hmm. neglecting our strategic um, midstream and downstream assets. So is your phone ringing off the hook at the moment with oil companies saying, come on, let's look at this, let's look at that together? Well, uh, we, we don't want to overpromise. Uh, we want to deliver. And uh, we don't want to create expectations that we cannot achieve. Therefore, indeed, there is a very important interest to work with Pemex and to work in Mexico. But uh, we're responsible, cautious, and um, 
clearly excited about this change that is the biggest transformation uh, not only for our industry but I believe uh, the reform that could have the most impact mm-hmm. on our economic development and there is clearly and, and not surprisingly a sense of excitement in Pemex employees about this You're not new to turnarounds what's been the hardest thing about turning around this ship? Number one, the size and number two traditions, culture you know that doesn't change overnight. But the most rewarding thing that I have found in these companies are human capital base, the commitment of our people to the company, and uh, how proud people are to work in Pemex, and how much they are proud to be uh, part of a, uh, what we are committed to, which is to be the tool that has a significant impact on the Mexican economy. It's unfortunate. But abroad, Pemex is known as, as a company with ingrained corruption. Mm-hmm. So how can you get rid of that? Well, we have a number of initiatives to do that. And the law provides for several initiatives. And more transparency. More transparency in terms yeah. of bidding processes for, for farm outs and round one. As you know, those bidding processes will not be carried out by Pemex, but by mm-hmm. regulators. By centralizing procurement, you uh, close the opportunities for discretionary uh, decisions. Because... You don't have one subsidiary buying uh, pickup trucks at, at uh, X price and uh, the other subsidiary uh, buying the same trucks for X plus 5%. Mm. <laughs> yes. uh, well, this is number one thing. The second one, which is, I, I believe, the most critical one, is by having partners in all the value chain, in the majority of the, our projects, we will have private investors making sure that we do not overpay for any of the services that we, as a joint venture contract. Mm. And this this element of oversight by your partners, or an oversight in a positive sense as well, sometimes it might not be corruption. Mm. Many of the times what I have encountered is just inefficiency in our procurement. I believe it's also a great change of, that the new laws uh, give us as an instrument. There's a, an elephant in the room with all of this, though, when we talk about all the excitement, exciting um, possibilities for Pemex and for the industry in general in Mexico, and that's security. Is that the number one concern that foreign companies raise when they talk to you about Not really. joint ventures? No, what is that? Not really. Because Before we get on security, then, what is their main security concern? security is, is really a focus. Security issues are very focused on very specific areas of the country. But where a lot of shale is. Well... But that can be dealt with as it was dealt with successfully in Michoacán and some other states uh, with an intervention of the state. But in, the, in those areas where Pemex has significant presence, like you know, the rest of the Gulf of Mexico, right. it, is, it is not, a, 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 let's say, a, an issue that they have raised. What they have raised is the capacity of, of the regulators and Pemex to administer all these interests or all the, all the interests uh, to deploy capital in developing uh, hydrocarbons in a, in, a, in a timely manner. And obviously, this is in our hands, mm-hmm. and, and we are uh, responsible okay. for that and conscious about the need to make sure that we carry out the process in the most transparent and efficient way. I read that you were interested in importing light crude from the U.S. What's the point of that? We mix various types of oil mm-hmm. that we produce in Mexico, mm-hmm. and it is the same concept. By mixing some of the light crude from the United States with our own oil, we improve uh, our... The marketability. Uh, the, the marketability and, the, and our, and our uh, refining margin. So we export heavy crude to the U.S. 
and importing some light crude from them is a, it's, so when a, it's part of our, day, of our commercial interest. Uh-huh. When, when could that start? We have no uh, clear dates, but we're in the process, and I, I believe uh, that in the very short term we will be able to achieve that. Will we see Pemex investing abroad? We have no restrictions on that, but our priority with the legal changes is to develop our natural uh, hydrocarbon base. If we invest abroad in the coming years, it will be with the uh, objective of sure generating money, generating value, and learning that we can bring I was back. I shale. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah. an obvious opportunity either in North America or in Argentina. Well, but and then they could the companies that you that you invest with there could invest here. Or, or the human capital that we deploy there would come back and and, uh, and mm-hmm. utilize that knowledge. So it would in seem developing. quite a, a sensible arrangement. I mean, with the purpose of learning. And we're not the only company, the, NO, the first NOC that will be doing so. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.